welcome to a special 2018 North American Summit edition of What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, recorded at our podcast parlor in Boston, you'll hear Marta Schantz and Matthew Fitzgerald discuss tenant efficiency. Hi there, you've got Marta Schantz and Matt Fitzgerald here. Very happy to be at the Cornet Global Boston Summit to talk about tenant space efficiency and just the business case for sustainability and workplace productivity. Uh, I'm the Senior Vice President with the Urban Land Institute's Greenprint Center for Building Performance. Uh, ULI is a, a real estate nonprofit organization of owners, investors, developers, uh, with the real mission of, of developing sustainable, thriving communities. So Greenprint's a part of ULI's con content team, and uh, we really just drive carbon reductions in the built environment through energy, water, and waste efficiency. Uh, and so we, we really exist because leading real estate owners and investors find value in having the ability to benchmark and track and analyze their property level performance and really work together with peers to share ideas and, and knowledge on how to improve the performance of their properties. Oh, it's great to be here with you. Um, so I'm a sustainable energy use consultant for DNVGL. We're a global consulting firm that helps organizations advance the safety and sustainability of their business. And in my case, I work a lot with the renewables and energy efficiency industry. So I'm actually here at Cornet uh, to talk about how uh, I was able to apply what I do for my own clients uh, within my own corporate structure and, and create um, value and, and really overcome some personal hur hurdles that we found in the process as we moved uh, a local office within mm -hmm. the greater Boston area. Uh, so I guess, where do you see the market going for uh, tenant space efficiency? Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you may know this, Matt, but buildings relatively kind of have well-known programs for sustainability and energy efficiency in the market for whole buildings, especially. The U.S. Energy, or the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, has the Energy Star program. The U.S. Green Building Council has the LEED program. Um, but in, in the past, there was kind of limited market for tenant programs. That's, there's the split incentive where a lot of times there isn't the same motivation for tenants as building owners or managers to really go after sustainability in those spaces. So over the past few years, new tenant programs have really come to market, which is fantastic. The U.S. Department of Energy has a Green Lease Leaders Program. Uh, the EPA developed Energy Star for tenant spaces. Um, U.S. Green Building Council did bring some lead for uh, interior design and construction for kind of core, core interiors. And then there's also another program called the Landlord-Tenant Energy Partnership that, that RELA, the Retail Industry Leaders Association, is engaged in. And on top of all of that, with the energy side of things, there are these new programs for health and wellness certifications, such as WELL through the U.S. Green Building Council, and then FITWELL as well with the Center for Active Design. So there, in what seems like a very short period of time, there are an awful lot of opportunities in the market for, for tenant efficiency. And really what it comes down to, I mean, there's a push and pull now where we've got tenants asking for more sustainability in their spaces, not only for like corporate responsibility, but also just to have a nicer space, daylighting, comfortable temperatures, improved happiness of their, of their occupants and their employees, which really can result in, in higher productivity, uh, better ability to recruit and then retain their, their talent. So it, on that side of things, that, that pull from, from tenants is fantastic. And then owners also want to push down that sustainability to have the competitive advantage in the market and also just avoiding having their buildings become obsolete. So there's a win-win on all these sides with tenant-based sustainability. Uh, when it comes to DNVGL though, what, what really motivated you guys to, to improve your office space? So um, 
I actually was just listening to you and, and hearing about all the certification programs. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that we were running into was that question of incentives and ROI and, and the hurdle of proving a benefit as we were doing this move. Mm -hmm. And um, all these issues arising during the office move, uh, there really uh, appeared a disconnect between what corporate real estate, um, and we, we are, we're 100,000, uh, I'm sorry, 100, com or 100 countries and uh, 15,000 employees across the world. And uh, what our corporate real estate office is requesting and what the actual implementation of a smaller office, uh, what the steps are for the on-site staff, what we need to accomplish, th that's a big disconnect. Mm. So if you think about it, right, a real estate office, your primary goal typically is to just save costs. But as an energy or sustainability professional, we also want to keep operational costs down and improve employee well-being. Yeah. So we really had to prove the value of energy efficiency and the intentional use of space in our build-out using a, uh, a lot of unfamiliar terminology to a real estate team. Mm. So this particular move, it ended up as a really productive educational process between the real estate office, the construction team, and the business leaders, and putting everyone back on the same page and making sure we all had the same mission. So I would say uh, communication uh, across these business lines was the main hurdle. So I guess, how would uh, ULI improve that communication process? Yeah, great question, Matt. So uh, the Urban Land Institute, we have this tenant energy optimization approach that really drives like soup to nuts opportunities for energy efficiency and sustainability in tenant spaces. And, to, and the first step in that process is all about selecting a team. And so when you talk about selecting that team and communicating it, I mean, getting everyone on the same page from the get-go uh, is, is critical. No one likes surprises, ever. And so being able to really make sure that, that you have everyone on the same page from, uh, from your broker to your, um, to your owner, to your property manager, to your corporate real estate team, to your sustainability champion, I, there are so many people involved in this process and getting everyone on the same page and in line with the same goals is, is critical. So we, we have this 10-step process that we recommend through ULI for tenant efficiency and I'll, I'll just kind of walk that through for you to see how that relates to your efforts with DNBGL. Sure. Uh, so the first step is all about selecting a team like we talked about. Using a broker with experience and sustainability is always helpful and then also those other team members, your architect, your engineer, adding them in at, at the appropriate steps along the way. From there, when you're starting to select an office space, one of the best ways to get a, a really strong footing is to choose an efficient base building. Make sure that maybe it has one of those certifications like LEED or Energy Star. And then on top of that, making sure that maybe it has high efficiency HVAC or lighting or, or a great building automation system. If your property manager really knows what's going on in your base building, it's a very good sign that your tenant space can be more efficient too. On top of that, this kind of brings in the Department of Energy's Green Lease Initiative. If you can negotiate lease terms that allow for energy efficiency improvements in your fit-out, whether it's turnkey or, or a tenant improvement allowance, like you, there's a real opportunity to make a difference in that, in that key phase uh, when you're selecting an office space. Uh, from there, you really want to think about setting energy performance goals. That's step three in ULI's process. When you're thinking about considering overall corporate sustainability commitments, that's part of it and kind of the different investments. But also it could be part of, you know, maybe one of your performance goals is to meet the Energy Star for tenant spaces criteria for recognition. Or maybe it's about getting lead for interior spaces designated. You know, there are a lot of different ways to kind of think about those goals and, and what you want for your space. And from there, we do really recommend modeling your energy reduction options. It doesn't have to be the most sophisticated model in the world, but it is very helpful to have a menu of measures so that you can really look and, and look at the projecting performance of, of different combinations and iterations of measures. Maybe you want more daylighting, maybe you want occupancy sensors. How much open space do you need? Can your cubicle heights be lowered to let more daylighting into the space? 
can you have plug load efficiency measures to really tie in some of those savings at, at that very kind of occupant engagement level? There, there are a lot of different things to look at, so being able to model all of those different options and, and optimize for your space is, is a great step in the process. Uh, from there, you want to get to the projected financial returns because, as, as we all know, the decision makers want those numbers. They want to look at the return on investment. They want to know what the incremental costs are for these different sustainable tie-ins, and they want to know maybe what incentives can be applied as well, whether from the utility or, or elsewhere. And so being able to, to show those financial returns and being able to quantify your payback period and all of those different considerations with your net present value and your rate of return, as well as with your energy performance goals, pulling all of that together is really gonna help make those final decisions. Um, a lot of times, depending on your lease length, you may be able to get away with a longer payback or, or kind of a higher upfront investment for those sustainability improvements in your space, and it's worth it. The, the payback is there, the, the business case is there. You think about all of this work that goes into the fit out, and then you also have to think about once you actually have employees occupying your space. So developing this post-occupancy plan is the next step in the process where you want to address the needs for performance monitor monitoring for sure, make sure that you can really see how your space is performing in terms of energy usage, but also training your occupants because if you don't have buy-in from your employees themselves, you've just got so many risks of kind of all, all sorts of different occupants just overriding all of the different efficiency systems that you put in the first place. Operation. So that's part of it too. I, you're nodding your head. It, it sounds like you're familiar with that side of things. Uh, from there, then you actually go and build out the space. So you execute all of those different planned energy efficiency projects during your whole fit out process as you're doing your carpets and your walls and, and everything. It's all part of the same fit out aspect. Uh, and then you go forward and execute that post-occupancy plan. You, you measure and you verify your performance. You perform ongoing maintenance to make sure everything's tuned up. And almost most importantly, because if, if you do all of this great work, it is wonderful to save energy. It's wonderful to, to be a part of the sustainability movement. But if you don't communicate those results out, like you're, it's a real missed opportunity. So being able to perform ongoing reporting and share those successes broadly is a, another huge part of the process to really make sure it's a success. We're definitely happy to share our uh, successes and have had a, a great experience going through this process. Um, one of the big things you just mentioned, though, is that structured communications process. And we really, we very much agree with that with, for both ourselves and our clients, just to improve performance. Um, this particular program that we used was the Energy Star for Tenant Spaces, and it really became a critical communications tool uh, for our corporate real estate office, who were really unfamiliar with the process, and the construction team, our project manager. Um, the type of uh, certification process uh, it is is that it really sets up clear thresholds that can be easily understood and quickly researched and ultimately help to move the needle towards our goals. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, you can say in a corporate policy, use energy efficient equipment. But for the people on the ground, a lot of times that doesn't mean much. Uh, they don't understand what an energy efficient uh, appliance is. Yeah. But if you say all appliances must be ENERGY STAR rated, that's such a defined threshold. You can see the star on the product, and you have an immediate, um, immediate checkbox. Mm -hmm. So as an energy consultant, uh, I look at lighting a lot. So lighting is about 25 to 30% of a building's energy bill. So instead of trying to explain the ROI of complicated daylighting controls or occupancy controls, you can simply set a threshold and say, only use LED lighting. I know that that immediately is going to drop your cost 60 or 70%, and it's just a much easier way to communicate to non-energy professionals mm -hmm. what they should do. Um, that said, daylighting actually is, was critical to our particular space. Uh, our space design, we focused on access to daylight and windows. 
uh, our space lighting is actually tied to the daylighting sensors and it makes sure that the lights dim to keep lighting levels at an optimal level while saving energy. Um, there's really lots of evidence that shows that office workers with natural light and just active views, they perform better on testimonial function. There's research showing it's better for memory recall and uh, just better temperament. Um, as for performance in the new space, so our attendance is up, uh, attracting employees is, is very much up, and as uh, a sustainability professional, we're really proud to have clients that come visit and they see that we're walking the talk. Um, so for us, we're energy professionals and mm -hmm. we really had smaller hurdles than most as we try to communicate these things because we're very familiar. But for our listeners out there, they might not be so lucky. Yeah. Uh, how would you recommend they start their office upgrades and, and the build out process? So one, one phrase in the sustainability world, which is pretty cliche by now, but is still so relevant is just, you can't manage what you don't measure. So really being able to have submeters in your space, baselining your usage and setting your goals compared to that baseline is, is so critical to really driving next steps and, and getting that success happening. You know, get your team in line, get everyone on board and, and really move forward from there. So that side of things is, is an important first step. And when you think about different opportunities with that, uh, then you think about, well, maybe green lease leaders would be important through the Department of Energy's efforts so that we can make sure that the lease includes these different aspects. Like you were saying with the, the Energy Star appliances, maybe we could write that into the lease to make sure we have that. Maybe we could write about having sensors in our space, maybe temperature set points, you know, whatever those different energy line clauses are for the fit out plans and negotiations in the space, including that in your, in your lease is a really strong way to make sure that, that that gets through. So when you're thinking about improving your own tenant space, um, think about Department of Energy's guidance, the EPA Energy Star for Tenants guidance, ULI has great guidance as well on that front for our 10-step process. And so really being able to, to leverage those pieces and just start from the start from the ground spot and move from there. Uh, in terms of, of what DNVGL has done, you've got a, a fantastic office space. It sounds like your employees love it. You've got more people coming to work. It, uh, lots of daylighting, all of that's fantastic. Where are you gonna take it from here? So our company motto we're, is actually safer, smarter, greener. And really what we've, we've shown through the effort is that it's allowed our real estate office to join in that company goal. Mm. So our guidelines across the, uh, the entire portfolio, uh, they're currently being refined with achievable energy efficient uh, actual metrics for all future moves in at least in North America to start. Oh, that's great. Um, so we, we're seeing is that more and more companies, they have these sustainability goals. And mm -hmm. uh, this type of process really allows corporate real estate to help drive that vision for all their internal employees. So at DNVGL, we really push our clients to uh, actually even take further steps uh, to look for net zero energy action and, and look for um, projects every do and how to in include energy efficiency and sustainability into the projects. Um, for us personally, the projects we do every day, we can see this now in our own space that these efforts, they're working. And uh, it really truly shows that we understand the, the difficulties our clients face as they go through these projects themselves. Uh, so we're really proud of how well implementing the energy efficiency projects, they, it shows it can create direct value for the company, and at the end, it, it's really improved the daily life of all employees. That's fantastic. I mean, when the business case proves out, when the employees are happy and productive, like, you know, that's the dream, and that's wonderful. So I'm really glad that ULI and DNVGL could come together and talk here at Cornet. Uh, it's, it's been great to kind of share what you've been up to in your space and kind of how ULI can, can guide that process as well. And I mean, especially with, with the recent IPCC report that came out talking about just the 
the rising temperatures and our, and our climate and all of that, there, there's an even greater case for reducing buildings' impacts on the environment. That's critical. So, I mean, even tenant space efficiency can make a difference for, for climate mitigation. So it's great to be a part of the community moving forward on that. Every bit helps. Every bit helps. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.